What's going on, Scenology Squad? This is Eric Jackson coming at you with our episode three of Scenology, the study of film, television, and the arts. And I am joined by my lovely podcast co-host, Jake Wallen. How are you doing, Jake? Scenology Squad is new. I like that. <laughs> Did you like that? I like that. That's what that we're going to be calling that we didn't our talk about at all. Scenology Squad. Scenology Squad. You didn't pick that. We picked it for you. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, I'm saying that for you. It is okay <laughs> on behalf of them. I'm doing great. Good. My second uh, Pfizer vaccine left my chest cavity ravaged. Oh, so I'm going to sound a little weird and I might cough a little bit. So sorry about that, everybody. Do you feel stronger now? Because uh, you know whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Which makes you stronger. I, I'm not dead yet. That's good. And now COVID shouldn't kill me yep. uh, if that was a worry in the first place. But well, good. I'm yeah. glad you're doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I hate that it's been so long yeah, since Yeah, we've our... been busy. Yeah, we have we've been. We've been busy. But, uh, I, I wrapped a film. What have you been doing? Sleeping. Sleeping? <laughs> I've been sleeping when I'm not. Right. Well, actually, no, I, I've been busy with film as well. Yeah, you um, have. You know, uh, as many of you You've may or may not know, I have been filming um, two projects. One with my brother, Evan Jackson. Uh, we've been making a secret project. We're not going to reveal any details as of this moment. Um, but I'm working on another one too, uh, which is more of a historical piece, uh, which should be coming out in the next couple months or so. So awesome. very excited, but it's awesome that we're both busy with, you know, film stuff. Things that we um, love. It's a good problem to have, yeah. I would say. Um, but good. Uh, but we found time, uh, to watch a movie. We did. We watched a great movie. Yes. It, you, you've seen, how many times have you seen this movie? I, I couldn't even, I actually haven't seen this movie that many times probably maybe like three or four times but every time i've seen it i've just i've loved it more and more okay i would say yes it's 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 definitely in my top maybe like six or seven favorite film of all time um and the film we'll go ahead and reveal it is whiplash um which came out i think in 2000 let me check that 2014 um, and it stars Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, which is one of uh, my all-time favorite actors of all time, just, bar none. And he doesn't get enough credit no. for what he does. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Because he's at the level of... I, I consider him in the same level as like Tom Hanks mm-hmm. in terms of what kind of performance he can give. But then he'll go and, and do things like Legend of Korra mm-hmm. and... Invincible, yeah. and he voices a character in like Gravity Falls. Yeah, he's all over. <laughs> he's the place. all over the place, and he gives the same level of performance to every project mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a Nickelodeon animation mm-hmm. or this. Yeah, he provides the same film. level of dedication to all of, all of his uh, projects. It seems, mm-hmm. but yeah, he. The first time I I fell in love with him was of course. Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi stuff, yes. as J. Jonah Jameson. You could have not cast a more a perfect, perfect actor for that role. He was just, he embodied J. Jonah Jameson, um, and it was, he killed it. And in a way, I mean, there hasn't been another J. Jonah Jameson. No, in any, no. They, he's, they, he's the only one. Him so much that they brought him back <laughs> in a new retelling of Spider-Man as J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, but I, I kind of I do like the way that they're going with his character. It's a little bit different from you know the what we're used to with J. Jonah Jameson, but it works for the more modern era, I would say. Right. Uh, the other main actor in this movie is Miles, Miles Teller. Teller, which yes. is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is I think we agreed this is probably the best 
we've ever seen him. Right, and he's not as well like like J.K. Simmons. He's not as well known as a lot of you know a listers out right. there. Right. Um, I mean, the and if one... they do know him, they know him from from Fantastic Four. Well, unfortunately, yes, which is very unfortunate yeah. for his career. The first movie I remember seeing him in was that remake of Footloose. I think he was. I'm what? pretty sure. Yeah, he was in that. I don't remember what part. I don't but he was in know that. <laughs> about the remake of Footloose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was made like maybe ten years ago or well, something. It's like probably that. It was for the best. It was meh. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like every project that he's done up until this movie has been kind of meh. Right. So he's kind of struggled, but oh, but man, this one, he, I, I've never. I mean, I I've seen a lot of films. I will say, but the portrayal of this character, I've never really related to someone more right I would say right which is a big thing that we're, we're going to bring up several times yep. in the review of this movie is how relatable it is to performers and artistic mm-hmm. people specifically now mm-hmm. i, I want to ask you do you think his fantastic portrayal of that character comes from his ability as an actor or from him being maybe this is just how he is in real life because this yeah. is a question that I do ask myself about a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. Well, one one thing I appreciate in a lot of the interactions, they just feel so real. And by real, I mean awkward. Like there's yes. this sense of of awkwardness in between him and a lot of other characters. But that's a lot of times that's how life is. Life right. is awkward. Yeah. You know. And and honestly, I don't know him as a person, so I don't know if that's coming from him as a person or if that's the character that he's developed um but either way he's he's done such a great job of fleshing uh is andrew neiman out as a as a as a completely three-dimensional character um and one that you can relate to on a very personal level yes i would say oh my gosh yes um even this is the one place where i think you don't have to be a performer to relate to mm-hmm. is just He's he's a young man in a new place trying to prove himself mm-hmm. at something he thinks he's good mm-hmm. at. That is the most relatable base you can have for a mm-hmm. character in a film. Mm-hmm. And he does it so well. Oh, yeah. Him and, and J.K. Simmons both are just powerhouses mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, before we do move on, I do want to say we are going to get into spoilers yes, for the movie. So if will. you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to go ahead and say you have to see this movie. It's, it's a must-see. It, it is a very niche film it's very much so centered around people who are performers um or creatives um but i think everyone should see this film it it's an incredible incredible movie and it's definitely up there in my my top favorite films of all time Mm -hmm. um but going from that uh we can kind of talk about the film so it focuses on a character andrew neiman who uh i think he's 19 Mm -hmm. 19 in the film and he he, uh He's a, I guess, a freshman in this very prestigious jazz school up in, is it New York? He's in New York. Yeah, in New York, uh, called Schaefer. And, uh, you know, he he doesn't know anybody there. He, he's very green. Um, and he's just trying to, you know, become the best jazz musician that he can be. Um, but a lot of obstacles are presented in his path that, you know, put doubt in his mind and and makes him think that well there's no point there's no hope i'm never going to get to that point you know it really dives into the idea of like how far are you willing to go to become successful in the craft to become one of the great one one of the greats because you you define your own level of success Mm -hmm. but his level of success he i think in his head he is not a good performer unless he's one of the best 
of the best of all right. time. And one of the first things the movie does is puts him in a place of success. Mm-hmm. The The movie opens with J.K. Simmons' character, Fletcher, who is the conductor of the best jazz band right. at this school. Right. The movie opens with him walking into the room where he's playing drums and listening to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I have to tell you, yeah. every moment J.K. Simmons on has on screen is the most intimidating feeling you will ever get. We feel nervous. Oh, yeah. I you, did. You sympathize so, so much with Andrew's uh, position that he's in. His fear. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it really is fear. And you right. would think, like, looking from the outside in, you think... I mean, it's just a guy. I mean, who cares? You know, right. what, what does his opinion matter to, to Andrew? But, I mean, it's everything. This guy's opinion could make him what he wants to be. Right. Like, for someone who has that level of success for themselves, that wants that level of success mm-hmm. for themselves, they so rarely find themselves in a position with someone else who can make that dream a reality. Mm-hmm. And and he's in the same room and he's playing his instrument for them. Yeah. And within the first... 20 minutes of the movie, he's landed the spot as a, one of the drummers in the band. Yes. And within 45 minutes of the movie, he is the core drummer of the band. Yes. But, but it's... Quickly. <laughs> you Even even though he technically makes it that quickly in the movie, you still think he's going to fail. Right. Almost every second because Fletcher continues to berate him. Yeah. It's worth mentioning how... The character of Fletcher is a craftsman of manipulation. Oh, yeah. And we drew the... This movie is so... It runs so deep in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And one of the big metaphors of the movie, I think, is toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Based on how manipulative Fletcher is to... There was a moment where he's talking with Neiman. And he just so deliberately... Neiman has his back against a wall and Fletcher is standing in front and Fletcher just takes his hand and puts his hand oh, on the wall. Yeah. It was very, very much nonchalantly, nonchalantly but it was very as he's talking to yeah. them, learning about his mom and dad to use, so, to use against him later. Ammunition it later, was, yeah. it was such a Bane puts his hand on the shoulder. Yeah. Do you You're feel in charge? Moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, so just the the how man, everything Fletcher does is with a purpose, mm-hmm. and he says it's to push people beyond what they think they're capable mm-hmm. of. And uh, and and I know from experience, I I can think of a couple of you know mentors slash instructors in my life who have definitely had that same mentality. Maybe have not gone to that extreme right. as Fletcher has, right. but but they do. It does kind of delve into the idea of just almost an obsession yeah. with the craft, oh, you know, right. and, and, and putting aside people's, people's feelings and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know, they just want the best that you can be regardless of how it affects you mentally, right. physically, you know, and, uh, how, at what point is the search of the best that you can be going to hurt you? Right. Is a very tacky way of putting it. Right. But, and, and a lot of times when I was watching this film, um, even for the first time, you know, you, you kind of take a step back and, and you're thinking to yourself, well, what's the point of all of this? Why is he putting himself under all this pressure? What, just to become, you know, the greatest musician or whatever to, you know, for Fletcher, it's to, to get a great score in the, the jazz competitions that they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? So you have these moments of like, what is he doing? Right. Why, why are we doing this? What, to what you know, end? to the grand scheme of things, 
it's not that important, you right. know. But to Andrew, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. To the and I think this is best demonstrated with uh, Nicole, which mm. is the girl that he meets at the movie theater and and winds up asking out on a date. Right. Like for it, for as small of a part of it as it is, beautifully portrayed by Melissa Benoist, who you would probably better know as Supergirl yes. by now, um, because they last. I think they have maybe four scenes together mm-hmm. and literally on their second date, he breaks it off. Right. He's ready to end this potentially great thing mm-hmm. because well, it, he, at she, that point he only sees her as he, an obstacle to, right. get to where he wants to go. And she hasn't even been mm-hmm. one at right. this point. She has not even presented a problem and he's mm-hmm. already ready to cut that part of himself out right. to completely seek perfection. Perfection. Yeah. In the guise of Fletcher's approval. Yes. Yes. Which is so unbelievable. It's, I've seen so many people, because I, I've i been in the music crowd before, and I've mm-hmm. seen people take it that way. I've been in a, in a collegiate choir. I served mm-hmm. with two years. It was a great experience. I loved all the people that I got to be with and the director that I got to work with. And the director was not like Fletcher at all. Right. But he used that. We had a a level of respect for him where, like Fletcher, when he walked in the room, everybody just got quiet. Yeah. Because it's time for him to speak. Oh, yeah. And I saw people, even though he didn't ask that of them, they would run with that. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a dangerous line to yeah. draw. Yeah. And, and I, again, I have so much sympathy for his character because i've definitely found myself in that same situation i am such a people pleaser by nature yeah like i and i don't i don't know where that comes from but i've always really cared about you know how people view me how people think about me am i a good person kind of a thing and 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 for better for worse that definitely affects how i work and and run my life you know and that could be good and that could be bad you know you have to you have to kind of take stock in it and and evaluate and see what's what where's the problem um but yeah again i can i can sympathize empathize with all with all of this right because we're driven in our passions mm-hmm. we whenever i meet someone who is a mentor and can help me progress my career mm-hmm. i want to feed into that relationship mm-hmm. and i want to prove myself to that person right it's a it's a natural instinct of anybody yeah and you see how wrong that can go in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's we also drew the uh, relationship between. It's a toxic relationship between Fletcher and Neiman, mm-hmm. but it's also a toxic relationship between Neiman and music. Yes. I think he's he's made music his idol that he's willing to sacrifice everything else in his life for. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I think Fletcher is a representation of what music is to Neiman. Right. Whereas like to someone like us, our passions are something that we love, but I don't know that I would go to the same lengths. Right. That Neiman went to. Right. To be one of the greats. Right. Because he, he cut out his family, cut out relationships, relationships everything. everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, his health. Yeah. yeah. There's that great scene, you know, where he's playing and playing and his fingers start, start to bleed. Bleeding, and, and he, he just keeps the, wrapping keeps going, It gets to the point him. where he's literally punching the drum kit and destroying the, the drum head. And you're like, what? What is he doing? Like, what, you know, it's this just moment of chaos where he's completely lost the 
the drive that he once had to mm-hmm. just just be good, be a good musician, and, and enjoy what he's doing. Right. And now it's all for approval, obsession, and perfection. I truly don't understand because I never saw any indication that he didn't enjoy performing anymore. Right. I never saw that he had any bitterness towards playing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he could get to that level without that bitterness. Yeah. Like, I truly don't know... I've even gotten to a place with performing where I house a little bit of bitterness to it because my heart wasn't in the right place mm-hmm. with it. And I had to reset that. Yeah. I do not see how he could still enjoy playing Mm-mm. with the position that he was put in later on in the movie. Right. Well, I mean, you know, that kind of goes back to the other um, student that Fletcher has and is, is kind of talked about. Is it, I forget the guy's name. Sean? Is it Charlie? What? Uh, I don't the one remember. who passed. The one who, who passed yes. away. You know, and it's presu- I think I don't remember if they mentioned it or not, but he ends up killing himself. Right. You know, he he's this famous I think trumpet player, um, right. and you know he he's one of Fletcher's earlier old students. Old students, you know, and Fletcher holds him up as this idol, basically like this great. But he ends up killing himself because of I. We assume the pressure is just so great that he he can't take it anymore. Even after he was. Out from under right, Fletcher. He right. was doing great in his field by himself. Yep. And it's worth mentioning, this is how manipulative Fletcher is to his band. He told his band that this trumpet player had died in a car accident. Yep. And it is only like two months later when Neiman is told that the boy actually killed himself. Right. Which is awful. Right. Like, the, the, here's the thing that really unnerves me is that this happens yeah like nothing in this movie is completely fictitious no this is an actual place that people get to both from fletcher's point of view and neiman's Mm -hmm. there are people as manipulative as fletcher and this is this has nothing to do with a movie right please get yourself out of those relationships if you find yourself in one please it is not worth being in that and Mm -hmm. You are. You, you will lo- lose your soul. You will to it. You yeah. will, and recognize those because they're not just in relationships; they're in business relationships or professional relationships. Right. Know your line. Yeah. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning. Miles Teller learned how to play the drum. This was really him playing the drums. Yes. Yeah. And and we talked to my brother, um, who <laughs> is a drummer, and just asking like, how how's he doing? You know, he's like pretty good yeah. I mean, like really good yeah. you know and and i'm sure it was a very daunting task for him as an actor right I, I can only imagine how much emotional stress he was going through that entire performance right um during production but man he killed it because it is it truly is whether some whether some of the hardest parts that are being played are actually him or not mm-hmm. it's some of the most as a fan of jazz yeah it's some of the most amazing jazz drumming that you will ever hear right the soundtrack to this movie is yeah fantastic yeah. well everything fits together like a perfect puzzle piece we talked about even how it's shot and edited it the cinematography is jazz it is you know the, these kind of quick cuts uh juxtaposed with like longer things you know it, it's very uh experimental in mm-hmm. its filmmaking and in, in, in cinematography which does evoke that sense of of, of a jazz performance like you're saying um it's so well crafted. Even the color palette we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about it, because when you think of jazz, you think of New York, and it helps that this is shot in Manhattan. Right. But the color palette of the first room and the first scene, 
and all this beautiful all the beautiful stages that they get especially the last scene with that really warm glow it everything just you you look at it even if there was no soundtrack you look at it and you think jazz Mm -hmm. it's so beautifully done it Mm -hmm. is an incredible incredible movie Mm -hmm. and Um, then uh that last scene the last scene we have the best we have some disagreements as to what fletcher was really doing right in that last scene right so as a as a setup to understand uh neiman winds up speaking out against fletcher because Mm. of events that happened earlier in the manipulation and all right that Uh, that, that gets presented i guess to the to to the board of, of you know the the educational board or whatever and, and fletcher loses his job right. as the director of that band yep and, and about what six months later right yes i think it does say a pretty so. significant time jump right um, later um and uh neiman winds up seeing fletcher at a jazz club one night and they yeah. just sit and have a probably the most normal conversation yeah. they've like ever old had. buddies right you know and Even as the way things ended between them, it's strange. Mm-hmm. They sit there and talk like that. Yeah. And then to, at the end of that conversation, Fletcher was like, hey, I have this, you know, jazz kind of thing coming up. And, you know, my drummer's not cutting it. I would love to have you there. We're doing stuff that you did. Right. That you Play, know by heart. Whiplashes, which is one of the songs that he was right. playing. Um, so, you know, Andrew thinks about it. He's like, yeah. Wants that'd be going. great. And, you know... I think was, his in his dad. mind, he he forgives Fletcher for all he's done, right? And he's like, maybe he's turned over a new leaf. Like, I think this is a great place to start over. Yeah, I do wonder at his motivations as to why mm-hmm. he did go to play, but that's not what this is about, right? We come to the night of the performance. Neiman's dad is there. He's called Nicole, but she's not coming. She's with somebody else. Yeah, and he goes to sit at the drum kit, and the music is all different. Yep. Fletcher comes over and reveals that he knows that it was Neiman that cost him his job. Yep. The performance is awful. Mm-hmm. Neiman leaves the stage. His father is off stage. He gives him a hug. And Neiman gives him this look, goes back out on stage, and just starts playing yep. Whiplash. Yep. The best he's ever played it. Yep. And, he cues and, the and band Fl- in. Fletcher is in the middle of his speech, speech. setting up for the next song, yeah. and he just goes right into it. And Fletcher, you know, and, Fletcher is bewildered at this point. Like, what is he doing? And yeah. Fletcher cues in on it and right. goes with it. Yeah. You know, at first, he, you know, he's angry. He's oh, like, yeah. what are you You're doing? I'm, gonna, I'm going to destroy you. And, you know, and and uh, Neiman, without hesitation, is, is still playing. And he's like, I'll cue you in. You know, yeah. kind of and then Fletcher, a switch kind of flips in his brain. He's like, this kid. This is going to be a good performance. Is, this is going to be yeah. a legendary performance. Mm-hmm. Goes with it. And it is awesome. Mm-hmm. I so the whole question is based on how manipulative is Fletcher? How many steps ahead does he think? Right, and and I think that's intentionally left up to interpretation for right. the audience. You know, because you think that that you know this has kind of always been his his end game uh, for Fletcher. Because I remember earlier in the film, he talked about uh, Charlie Parker, I think mm-hmm. was his name. And I think he was a saxophonist where, you know, he had a performance where he absolutely bombed mm-hmm. and, you know, went home and cried his eyes out. Got but, a cymbal thrown at his head. Yeah. Yeah. But from that moment on, he became one of the best performers ever. Mm-hmm. And to me, Fletcher uses that as a catalyst for Andrew Neiman. 
where he's like, I want to intentionally sabotage his performance and see what he does. Right. And he knows that if if his performance is sabotaged, Andrew walks off stage and doesn't come back, then it wasn't meant to be. No, he's done. But he sees that Andrew's come back. He's performing. He takes back the band and he's like, this guy is is made of of something else right and i can use that the same stuff on now 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 is he from that moment on is he going to respect andrew and treat him as an equal i don't know yeah i don't know if if he's going to still be the same fletcher as he was i don't know that's again that is left up to interpretation right um that's what i love about the ending of the movie yeah but but it is you know I I have conflicting emotions about the ending because at first you're like yes andrew's taken aback yeah He, he is one but at the end of the day, he kind of hasn't because right. he, he is still seeking this approval or this obsession or acceptance of becoming the best performer there is in the jazz world. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's still kind of held by these these metaphysical chains. Yeah. Um, and you and you kind of see that when he turns away from his dad and his dad almost is. You see this feeling. There's a shot of his dad. Yeah, there's a shot that they cut to watching him playing, where his dad is looking at him as if he is he is he's died almost. Right, he has a look at horror, not pride. Yeah, as if he'll never see his son again. Mm -hmm. And I I guarantee you, there's some truth to that. Yeah, because he does see his dad like uh, Nicole as an obstacle to get what he wants. Right. You know, so it's like, well, he's won the battle, but has he won the war? No. That's the ultimate question. And I I think, again, every audience member just kind of has to process that and come to their own conclusion. Um, But all that to say, it's it's an incredible movie, a roller coaster of emotions. Um, You will sweat. You will 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 definitely be on the edge of your seat watching this and be like, (sighs) that incredibly fit 72-year-old man walks out into that room. You will sweat. he he goes hard at the gym, dude. Have My you seen the gosh. pictures of him with yeah. just the big bushy beard and, and just biceps the, biceps. the size yeah. of the rock? Yeah, he holy he lord, is fit. Uh, but I'm I'm sure he's a great guy. Like off. Oh, I would love to meet him. Yeah, I'm sure he's such he's really a cool, great personality. Seems like. But so that's Whiplash. That's Whiplash. Did I tell you about my idea for the sequel? No, Liplash. Liplash. It's the exact same movie, but Miles Teller just beatboxes all the parts. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I want to see it. Maybe I, we'll uh, write him about we'll, it. We'll, we'll contact him and, and we'll see make it happen. Be like, you learned the drums for this. You can learn to beatbox. Yeah, I, it, it, I'm sure it'll it'll all work itself out. But so this is the last episode in this format for a little while. I mm-hmm. will. I am moving to New York for a few months for an internship. How exciting! And terrifying. Ooh, and I'm like so excited. scared. Yeah. I'm I'm so scared. They're gonna love the way I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Your southern drawl. My drawl. Oh, they'll they'll love you. Can I have there. some sweet tea? <laughs> they'll be like, who's this country bumpkin? No, but, but we we're gonna try and record some episodes over Zoom. Yep. Yep. Um, we're, we're so we're not continue. going to stop. No. I know it may have seemed like we did stop earlier, but again, we've just been Busy with life and, and, and other projects, but... And we've built stuff up. Yeah. We actually have an Instagram. That we, we do, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be called... Well, it is called Scenology underscore podcast on Instagram. So you can go ahead and follow that right now. And, uh, you know, we're going to post on there images when it's going to... The next episodes are going to be available. So that's going to be definitely one thing we're going to be pushing out a lot. So please go and uh, follow that Instagram page. And we also have a Gmail. 
So um, if you want to shoot us a question or any movie recommendations, anything like that, you can send us an email at scenologypodcast.com at gmail.com yep scenologypodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um but that's all we have for this uh latest episode of scenology go watch whiplash go watch whiplash you're going to literally by the end of the movie your fingernails are going to be completely gone from biting them off um but it's a great film great time um and uh we look forward to the next episode we'll see you then bye-bye